You've selected a show from the Podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Hey there, everybody. This episode of No Love Lost is brought to you by FredsBS.com. That's Breads and Spreads by Fred. Guys, I know that we're all trying to stick to those New Year's resolutions, but even with the New Year's resolutions of trying to get in shape and stay healthy, you gotta treat yourself on occasion. So head on over to FredsBS.com and get yourself some delicious baked goods. He's got flavors that have, aren't found in stores. They've got brownies and blondies and brown sugar buddies and jams, all sorts of really delicious good stuff. Uh, their flavors are fresh, never frozen. And if you're an LA local, you can qualify for free pickup instead of delivery. So if you want to make yourself an order, go ahead and send an email to the email address in the description below and use the subject line, no love lost to get 20% off of your order. Uh, so yeah, guys, if you're looking for other ways to support the podcast, head on over to thepodcastjukebox.com and buy yourself some No Love Lost merchandise, like a No Love Lost t-shirt and a Crazy About Kurt t-shirt. Guys, no matter what way you support the podcast, whether it's by interacting with us on Twitter and spreading the word that way, whether it's leaving a review on iTunes, or whether it's um, supporting our sponsors or buying merchandise, honestly, it all means the world to us. So thank you so much for whatever level of commitment uh, you have in our community. We really appreciate you. You guys are the absolute best. On that note, Michelle, take it away. Let's go to the island. I would like to see the polar bears. There was a crash and there are others and there are numbers and it all means something supposed to anybody but no there are times we hang our heads in sadness we know there's no love lost we had to go Listen to me, Will. We gotta do things my way. We have to go back on my terms. It has to be my plan because I say so. I would say that there is nothing suspicious at all about your <laughs> attitude right now. <laughs> Welcome back to No Love Lost, the podcast where we joyfully and gleefully break Sweet. down uh, the hit television series from now two decades ago lost wow we're old <laughs> yeah the show ended over 10 years ago now, it ended right? in uh, 2010 2010 yeah oh officially a decade <gasps> dude so this summer will be the 10th anniversary right of the finale of the brilliant finale of the terrible finale can yes. we catch up can we catch up in no, time we, podcasting we, we can't <laughs> I don't think we so. can't but it might help in terms of our seo you know um, I am Will Link. Maybe, With me as always. Megan Salinas, and I'm now thinking that we should do an anniversary special in some regard. I'm not sure what we would do for an anniversary special. I don't know how we would do that. Special. We're going to skip to the end. <laughs> no. I mean, why not? We do it every episode anyway. Um, yeah, there will be spoilers for the entire series here. But today in particular, we are talking about season two, episode 22, three minutes. Man, let me tell you what. I, as I say, episode 22, it reminds me how little network television I currently watch. Like, yeah. all the seasons of shows I watch now are like 10 episodes. We were just talking off mic about how you're not really in the market for new shows yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, I think the, the most recent one you've been talking about was Watchmen. I just started watching The Witcher over this weekend, and I am in love. I Witcher. <laughs> Um, Toss a coin to your Witcher. What? I don't. You know what? We're not going to get into it because it's not a Witcher podcast. Oh, valley of plenty. But we're going to discuss this off air because I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you know what? I'll take the magic in the Witcher way over the magic in this show any day of the week. I love you, Megan. Fuck you. <laughs> um, this episode. Whoa! Is that is... the first time you said fuck me on this podcast? It won't be the last. Oh, hi though <laughs> um, i've been saying it i think since day one 
this episode is written by Edward uh, Kitsis and Adam Horwitz. They uh, wrote Dave last. They've yeah. written a lot of fun Hurley Charlie episodes. There's there's a bunch of Charlie in this episode, but I wouldn't call it a fun episode. I mean, it's nice to see it. What we get from Charlie is nice, but like, I don't know. There are just certain things about this episode that seem a little out of place, and I, I have a hard time putting my finger on it, and I don't know why. It's directed by Stephen Williams. Uh, he's directed a ton of episodes. The previously he had directed Lockdown. Um. Well, maybe one thing that feels out of place is this is one of the episodes where the structure is not the same. See, I'm actually on board with that. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. <laughs> I think all, literally, all the stuff with Michael is pretty, pretty great. Uh, he's not a good liar, but all the stuff with him is really compelling and really interesting. I've got a really lot to say about him not being a good liar. <laughs> he's not a good liar, but I think all the stuff, like with him in this episode is all really compelling and really interesting and really well acted. For me, it's a lot of the other characterizations of the other, you know, other people like Charlie and in particular Mr. Echo. They, like It's the way they're written in this episode that feels a little off to me. And in Charlie's case, not so much his characterization, but so much as like what's going on with him in this episode. So we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But like I don't know. There's just something about the way that characters besides Michael in this episode are written that just seem a little false or, or like trying to put a, a square peg in a round hole. There's just something that's not fitting right. And I, like I said, I have a hard time trying to place it, but it feels wrong to me. Um... I think the best way to talk about this episode will be to talk about it in chronological order. I think that's fair. Uh, and I'm going to have to, because my notes are a little all over the place, <laughs> but I've, I've made a distinction of what day. So we're going to start with 13 days ago. Can't, I can't believe he's only been missing for less than two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It feels it's, like it's been forever. It feels like he was gone a long time. But, I mean, you know what? On the island, that probably would feel longer than it really is. Cause yeah. Like, especially for him, because he's off uh, God. Well, we know where. He's with the others. <laughs> um, but we see Michael. We see some events that we've previously seen in a, in a different in, in a different. We see how he got, how he knocked out Locke. Yes. And how he got the gun. Yeah. Um, and then the what happened immediately after he ran into the jungle, and uh, you know we see his little little move dropping the bullets, Locke <laughs> like oh I'll pick those up, bam, <laughs> uh, and then we see him racing to the computer where he was communicating with, in his mind, Walt. Clearly, it's a setup. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> uh, and quote-unquote Walt is saying come soon and he's describing like you gotta go north and there's a, a rock with a hole in the middle <laughs> of it on the beach which not gonna lie not Walt is a lot better at giving directions than Henry <laughs> yeah I mean at least they're like here's a map that makes no sense with a bunch of wavy lines or uh, like that <laughs> I mean, this has been this, do, 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 balloon. This, this has been the season of how are they finding anything? <laughs> yeah. um, that may be the biggest fault of season two is how are they finding anything? Maps, maps is the biggest problem. <laughs> um, so Michael locks up Jack, and he hits the road. <laughs> I mean, not, this, with not a care as to how that button's going to get pushed. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Michael don't, Michael, he has no fucks to give. Michael don't point. give a fuck. He just wants Walt. And he is, you know, traipsing through the jungle, searching. Uh, and what does he come upon? Another, taking a leak. Oh, it's a trap, though. It's uh, a setup. <laughs> it, 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 he's there, and he's like, ah, oh, you're, uh, 
Walt's Walt's old man. Ah. Walt's old man, which is even more of like a colloquial, uh, (laughs) like, this old man's here. It's also kind of an old-fashioned way of referring to somebody's dad, which everybody on this island's a little old-fashioned, let's be real. And of course... As when you run into another, there's a fight. <laughs> uh, Mr. Friendly comes out, and he's like, we need him. <laughs> and he's like, "Whip! what do you call those things? Where you, you... A lasso? It wasn't a lasso. Wasn't he <laughs> Sorry, thr- you're swinging your arm I'm around like you would arm. a lasso. But it's like, but didn't he? A mace? He, sw- he swung a thing. Oh, like the, a ninja, like a ninja dude. It was dude like dad. a rocks and a, like he swung a thing at him. Like a David and Goliath. Uh, yeah, but not a, that's a slingshot. Like, not a slingshot, but where, yeah, you have the thing in the rock, and you spin the thing around, and then you launch the rock from that. Yeah, that, yeah. I think a sling is a I guess it's a sling. I, I think that's what it's called. Maybe it is a slingshot. Maybe it's a different. I just really liked you doing the, <laughs> the lasso motion, because was... in my mind, I'm like, Will is trying to throw the last, like Wonder Woman's lasso of truth at one of the others. I like the idea that I would have just kept doing this forever until you said something. Excellent podcasting. Um, what so, a wonderful bit for an audio medium. I mean, I feel like we're moving through this really fast, but there's not really too much to say about this. It's like we, it's very straightforward. It's the mechanics. Like at this point, we know he's going to get captured. We see him get captured. There's no real mystery about it. I guess where things start to get a little more mysterious, and this is still on day thirteen, um, we see the other side of when Jack and Sawyer and Locke all went into the jungle yeah and jack wanted jack got confronted and that's where there was like they're drawing this line mm-hmm. and kate had been kidnapped it's it's the um rashomon of um the hunting party basically it's the the same events from a different perspective uh, and we're getting Michael's perspective on that. Where he's being held by them, and he sees they have Kate, and they're basically like... You keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut, because Kate's got, a, like, a bag over her head, and they're like, keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything. And Kate's there, and who's watching her? Alex. Yeah, and I actually... I did like this little tidbit, because... Um, we we commented back when we covered the hunting party that when they called out Alex, they made a point of not showing the yeah. actor's face. But it was also very clear that that particular person was very masculine. And so, like, at least from, like, the tiny bit that I saw, I'm like, that's a male actor. And so yeah. there's an explanation for that in this episode. Because when Alex gets called out, she refuses to go, and somebody else goes in her place. And we see that Alex is... And we already know this, but now we're seeing it again. We're getting hammered home in a good way. This point that Alex is not like the others. Yeah. She is she's asking questions about Claire. Yeah. And the baby. Is the baby okay? Was boy or girl? Like like oh, she she wants to make sure Claire made it okay. And she reassures Michael that they 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 said they're just delivering a message, the idea that they're not going to uh hurt any of his friends. They we're just trying to scare him. He's just yeah. got to scare him. Um, you know, Alex is a really great character who, you know, much like Anna Lucia, we lose too soon. I I I mean, we lose her too soon just because we like her, but the episode where we do lose her, I think is incredibly powerful. Oh, same, 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 same. Yeah. But no, she's a character I would have liked to have seen... I would have liked her to have stuck around until the end of the season. Or to the end of the series. Like, final season, if you want to kill her off at some point during that. Um, like, as things are ramping up to their ultimate climax, I would have liked her to have stuck around a little longer. That's just me. Um, Definitely kill her. Like, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But, like, I would have liked her to stay around a little longer. So then, um, the next time we see Michael... It's day, it's another day. It's day 11. It's 11 days. He's been in okay. their custody for two days now. And they've just been walking, it seems. Uh. Um, and they get to the other other's camp. 
And here's what's kind of funny. It's clever. It's clever because it's exactly... It's exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> the best lies are rooted in truth. And sure enough, he sees like tents and he sees people like trying to live off of dried fish. Everybody looks dirty. Very primitive. There's a hatch with two armed guards. Like literally everything that he described is exactly as he presents it um, to Jack and Sawyer later on. Now, he knows there's more to it, though. Yeah, yeah, no. But, yeah, they've given him... They've painted a picture for him to make it easy to go back. And I mean, it's all... Look, the others are all performative. Like, Walt even basically comes out and says that. They're pretending, yeah. Yeah. Um, They're all very performative, and it's, you know... But they know enough about the others. Even Kate knows that they're faking in some way. because yeah, she she's came seen... across that fake beard. Yeah, and I mean, Claire was in the hands of somebody with medical uh, equipment. equipment. And presumably access to a shower as well. Yes. Ethan never looked dirty. <laughs> um, so they sit Michael down and they take his blood. Why, though? <laughs> well, you know, probably because they want to find out, like, they're trying to figure out what makes Walt tick, and Michael's his biological father. And then a character shows up who I totally forgot existed. Same. But I remember her immediately <laughs> when I saw her, and it's uh, Mrs. Clue. I'm like, oh, that's right, you, you don't matter. <laughs> this one I will give you. I don't remember Mrs. Clue or I, Miss Clue I, amounting to much. Yeah, I like her name though. Like it's a little on the nose for a show like this, but I, I you know what, I let it slide. That's kind of fun. But you know what, I think the others would be doing stuff like that, right? Like they'd be on the nose. They're all stuff. doing a bit. <laughs> yeah. This is just the others are just long form improv. <laughs> think that's fair to the art of long form improv <laughs> oh yeah because everybody loves long form improv do I actually you really okay do. well then i there you go i was gonna say go on will what else are you about to say about long form improv yes and <laughs> okay you get two high fives this episode um, you're gonna have to earn the next one she is i, I gotta try to get another one then <laughs> Um, she is asking him a lot of questions. She's giving him the real third degree about, like, uh, biological. Is he a biological son? She's asking questions about Walt growing up. Uh, if, has, did, has Walt ever appeared somewhere he wasn't supposed to? <laughs> which is a great, weird question to ask him. But he which, has. Which I, I have some questions about here, too, because we postulated earlier this, this season that... The images of Walt that were appearing were potentially actually the man in black just taking on the image of Walt to create conflict between two different groups. Particularly because seeing Walt has led to some tragedy. Yeah. So is this an intentional misdirect or was Walt, those projections of Walt earlier in the season, actually meant to be Walt? Because I liked it well, better when it was the man in black, to I be mean, honest. I mean, here's the thing. Walt does have abilities that we already know are never fully Unless the explored. smoke monster is, like, appearing <laughs> as Walt to to uh, different people in the others group. And they're like, isn't that kid can in the, the room over there? <laughs> no, can the smoke monster... <coughs> but here's why it probably is Walt projecting himself. Because... I don't think the smoke monster has been, somebody's going to call me out on this, has been somebody who's living. Um, has he? Christian and Dave. the Like, Christian's dead. dead. Dave, Dave never exist. existed. Later in the series, he'll, he'll inhabit appear as Locke. And he'll, he'll appear as Yemi in the next season. Yes. Um... So I think the answer is no, but I also would assume that that's not beyond his capabilities of appearing as somebody who's still alive. 
I, I would sort of assume that that's not something, that's not a, a restriction his power has. Like, I can take on the form of any person, but they have to be dead. Like, I don't, I don't think that that's a I thing. I mean, Dave's not even dead. Dave's not real. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I'm like, I don't think it's limited in that way. And we don't even, to be fair, we don't even know for sure if the manifestation of Dave was in fact the smoke monster. That is a theory we are running with because we like that best narratively speaking. I think it makes the most sense. I do too. Even in the whole of the show. Look, I mean... I'm just saying you, that you there, can, there are very, other theories You can very there. easily accuse this show of... of there's, there's an argument with things, and I just had this conversation about... Uh, Rise of Skywalker, and I'm not going to get into Rise of Skywalker spoilers. This although you've probably st- seen it. This isn't a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> but I, I was talking to somebody about how uh, Rise of Skywalker makes you do, makes the viewer do a lot of work. Makes yeah. a viewer fill in a lot of. Holes. You have to go and do homework to understand why. Certain but even plot like, happen there are certain ways. things like, well, maybe this is happening because of this, or maybe it's this or this, and you have to make those justifications. I acknowledge Lost does that a lot. However, I would also say, and this is where I'm like, you're probably like, oh, Will, you're an asshole. <laughs> um, because of the nature of this show, of what the show is about, and that it goes on for so long, that the show is such a journey, it's six seasons, mm-hmm. that it's not as big a sin of us having to do this, that it is leaving some blank space and room for interpretation. That's part of the point of the mystery. Having said that, <laughs> uh, when you have something that's shorter, like a movie, like a, it's a two more, and a half hour movie. Yeah. I think that's more frustrating. It's, it's more sin worthy. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm gonna agree to disagree with you on this one because, like, I I think leaving certain things up to interpretation is fine, but I think Lost uses that as a shortcut to get away with not explaining. Things. Well, this and I mean, look, this is the. When we finally get to the last episode, this is going to be the big disagreement between yes. us. This is going. I mean, this is this is what you just said is the reason we podcast. Um, um, but yeah, so like, what the implication is here is that the image of Walt that we saw at the beginning of the season was in fact Walt, Walt. Astro projecting. I. I don't necessarily like that, but I'm also not going to say that it's out of his capabilities because we know for a fact later on he definitely does it. So Michael, in this moment, he's forced to, and it's in, he's forced to deal with his great sin that he holds to himself, and this is very smart because the others know this already. The others know they get. They know him. all about Susan. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's like. I, he's like, I don't know much about him. He has to admit, he doesn't know much about his son. They're like, oh, for somebody who's so anxious to get their son back, you really don't know anything. It's like, yeah, what are you, Susan's lawyer? Get out of here. And, <laughs> get out of here, Mrs. Clue. And Michael's... Been de- I mean, Michael is going after Walt so hard. Well, look, I think any father would go after son so hard, but Michael's... He's a lot of it is fanatical the guilt. It's, it, the point, fanaticism yeah. is the guilt. I, yes. Okay, so now we, we... I mean, we've had several flashback episodes indicating that Michael would do anything for the sake of his kid. He loves that boy so much that, like, to me, like, looking at this and seeing how determined he is to get his son back, it doesn't come as a surprise. None of this comes as a shock. So, um... Now we skip to three days ago. And Michael's basically been tied up, locked in that hatch. And he he says, like, when are you going to kill me? And they're like, well, Walt's, Walt's here. Walt's outside. And he's like, stop messing with me. I'm not stupid. And they're like, listen, here's what happened. We got this leader, this dumbass guy. <laughs> they don't even refer, they don't to, refer him to him as a leader, leader but, but like, we, we know. got this guy. There's yeah. there's been a development. 
<laughs> and he's been basically Ben's been captured. What we know, Ben's been captured. We they want Michael to uh, set him free. He was like, "Why don't you guys just do it?" And they're like, "We can't do that for reasons." <laughs> they also, uh, and, and but Michael, I mean, and they're like, and then we'll like you know you do that and we'll give you Walt. Yeah, we're gonna. We're going to do the thing that we do because we're obsessed with lists for some reason. We're going to give you a list of people and you bring them here. Tell them whatever you want to tell them. It doesn't matter. I love the moment when they give him the list and he's like, who's James Ford? (laughs) Like, you know him as Sawyer. And that's great because it's another reminder of, in the grand scheme of things, these people we've spent now two seasons of television with, they don't know each other like we know them yeah we've we've been privy to their backstories and they really haven't divulged much to one another um michael of course wants to see walt they let him they say you got three minutes that's where the title comes from uh he's walt's like ah they made me take these tests and then Walt is like, they've been pretending. like they've, like. they've And Mrs. Clue is like, okay, yeah, that's three minutes. <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Can I just, um, th- first of all, this was super emotionally impactful. Yes. The moment Walt yelled, I love you, broke my heart. Like, yeah, it's again, great. like. You know, I'm the one on this podcast that doesn't like this show. And I'm sitting here going like, oh, like my eyes are watering because Walt said I love you to his dad, which is a thing he has not said this entire series. That's right, yeah. He's said, I hate you. You're not my real dad. He said so many things. And for him to say, I love you to Michael right now, hit me right in the feels. Um, so this is an emotionally impactful scene for sure. I do want to ask you, though. How, like, looking at these scenes and how emotionally devastated this leaves Michael and how emotionally devastated it leaves me as a human. Yeah. (laughs) How would you say that the people who are holding Walt captive right now, would you say they're evil? Or doing particularly evil things? Well, they kidnapped a child. Yes. So And have held, kept them away from his parents. So, yeah. In, so you agree that I'm falling this into is, a trap here. This aren't is I? not a good thing. Yes. How can these people, or like, and these are all people who, in the the grand scheme of things, are working for Jacob, correct? The grand deity of the island. Well. I don't know. That's a more complicated <laughs> question to where how much these people are being misled by certain people within their group. Like Ben. So, like <laughs> Ben. How much Ben might be being misled by the man in black. Uh, you know, Jacob's a... I mean, you're trying to tell me Jacob's doing something evil. Yes. I'm... <laughs> I was going to say, how can you say Jacob Look, is good when this is what his followers do? good. <laughs> But I, I, he's not like a, some perfect god. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> I think he's a jerk that does jerk things, and the people who follow him are jerks who do jerk things. <laughs> the others are, and again, look. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says the man in black had a point. <laughs> I'm re-watching this. this everyone's going to think you're talking about like Johnny Cash first of all. <laughs> Secondly, we're going to... Look, admittedly, we just talked about how I haven't watched this show in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember there being more complexities and people getting misled oh, and people. Dude, we are going to go on a roller coaster ride yeah. over the next few seasons. Yeah. So I'm Strap not willing to in. <laughs> say that yet. But for all intents and purposes, as it's being presented to us now, these guys are dicks. These guys these suck. Guys, yeah, they do suck. And then Michael, of course, says a very smart thing of, yeah, like, you give me a son, give me a boat, too. Yeah. Because. They agree. They're like, hey, you do this for us. We'll let you and your son go. And what would and what would that mean? Would they go hang out on the other end of the island? They can't go back <laughs> to their friends. They can't. They're not staying with the others. 
I need a boat. <laughs> I need to skedaddle. <laughs> so this brings us or to... Or a submarine. Do you have a submarine? <laughs> they do have a submarine. <laughs> um, this brings us back to present day. And, of course, Michael's going on guns. He wants to go. There are not too many people. Uh, he's yelling with Jack about this. Jack's trying to make yeah. a plan. Like, Michael's let's relax. Like, Michael's putting, pulling the parent card. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Jack. Do you have any children? It's like, not until the hypothetical final season. <laughs> I will and have the, a hypothetical child then. And then Hurley is like, they're dead. These people aren't even buried. Because, yeah, Anna Lucia, Libby, they've just died died still i love the shot where everybody leaves the room and michael just like looks down at the blood on the ground that hasn't even been cleaned up yet yes because then oh, after, and so now good. we are really going to be moving in a very linear fashion here because then michael is left alone there he's left in the hatch and he takes it upon himself to start cleaning up he the is, mess that he made he feel, <laughs> michael more than any other character on the series i think and everybody's got a lot of guilt but he's got the most guilt because he is dripping with guilt now this is why he's lashing out so much and he's like because if he can't get specifically jack kate sawyer and hurley to go with him into the jungle He's like all this was for nothing. Yeah. Not only does not, but then he killed these people for nothing. Well, and first of all, Libby didn't have to die either way. Like I could see him justifying Anna Lucia because she was the one standing guard, um, and she was definitely she was debating with herself in that moment to kill Henry, the guy he's supposed to let go. So like I understand him going like I gotta kill Anna Lucia even though he doesn't. Well, Libby want was to. just. Wrong, wrong place, place wrong, wrong time. time um so but yeah he starts cleaning it up and then mr echo walks in and echo comes in and it's like oh where like what 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 happened did you find him and echo goes because we were definitely looking. That's a thing that we were doing. You guys and, can't see me right now, and, but I'm doing the shifty eye. And now thing. I'm gonna go sit at this computer and and I'm I'm gonna stay here and push this button. Well, but uh, then, oh, go ahead. There's a great conversation. I don't know yes. if that you you were that's about to what get I it. that's yeah. what I was gonna touch. Where about. he talks about where Michael they're talking about like you know hell. Yeah, basically. And Echo tells because. Because Michael's like, you're a priest, right? Yeah. Because Michael's looking for some hope and forgiveness and things like that. But he can't confess to this, obviously. Um, and Echo tells this story, which is chilling. Yeah, fucking about dark. A boy who beat this dog to death. And the boy came to confess to him. And the boy said he did this to protect his sister, which is, you know. And Echo said God would forgive him. But the boy is worried still that he would go to hell. And mostly because he's afraid if he goes to hell, that dog will be there. And Michael's response to that story is to <laughs> throw up. Because he is so guilty. And he, and I, I love this because the whole time I kept thinking, does Echo know? Does Echo know what Michael did? Does Echo have a feeling? Because if later. he does, he clearly doesn't care. Well, it's one of those things you, you can't really, I mean, what's he going to do to prove it? But like maybe Echo, enlist the help of one bum 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 detective Kate. <laughs> Cuz I mean clearly Saeed knows something's up immediately. Yeah. And Echo is fit to I me mean, fits in addition to being a priest who regularly hears people confess, you know, their wrongdoings, he was also an African drug lord and I imagine you get pretty good at reading people and when they're like he was able to determine when Locke was lying and, and like, not being truthful. Why is Michael asking him why about he, hell why is why he, is he so fishing for this information yeah. why yeah. is he fish, fishing for some solace that echo does not give him yeah because like you would you would think so 
maybe maybe Echo suspects something, but ultimately can't do anything about it. And even if he felt like he could do something, like that's not his calling right now. Yes. Um, but in an, in any case, um, is it just kind of a lost sort of thing for someone to start a conversation, tell a horrific story apropos of nothing and then just peace out like you remember that story with john locks about his little foster sister yes what the hell man i'm gonna start doing that (laughs) i'm gonna start when people ask me something i'm gonna be like i once knew this boy like him like like he murdered like what like sir this is a wendy's Yeah. Um, so Michael's throwing up outside and of course you know good old Jack and some other people you know Jack's stand. Jack's trying to like come up with a plan and Michael's like no he's exasperated he's like the five of us have to go us five and it's such a weird specific five the one that's such like a bullshitty thing is the Hurley yeah one. like that's Hurley's the one that's a fighter yeah it's like why him Kate why? and Sawyer and Jack all make sense like Kate's great at tracking uh Sawyer's a tough guy and like he and Michael kind of have this bond and of course Jack is the leader Jack's also that madman that like ran into the jungle after Ethan yeah. <laughs> so you know he can at least put up a fight um, like all of those make sense. Hurley's Hurley, the least fighter. So like, yeah, I was like, Will, like in your mind, if you were told that in order to get in this scenario, you have a son, <laughs> in order to get your son back, you had to get those four individuals to come with you into the jungle. What lie would you spin that would be far more believable than what Michael does? Because like, Michael's plan well, makes no sense. But <laughs> I think he's taking the only approach that he can to get Hurley there, which is guilt. And we'll get to that in a yeah. minute. Um, I think that's the only, like, in a sense of vengeance. Yeah. Um, I got a lot to say about this particular thing, so I'm going to table some of it for a little bit. Okay. Um. I would be like, I would maybe wait a day and then be like, let's go on an expedition. Like, hey, who wants to go to that pirate ship or something? <laughs> so, uh... That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> they go back to the beach. And there's this great little moment where Sun and Jin see Michael. Uh, like, no, quite literally everybody being so excited that yeah. Michael's back. Michael's back. It's... It's like simultaneously heartwarming and heartbreaking because it shows that everybody here cared about Michael. And it's sad because, let's be honest, after what he's done, once all that comes out into the open, he's never he's never going to be a part of that community again. Even when Michael returns in season four. He can't be, though. It's yeah. all guilt. Everything. He is so guilt-driven by everything does it's incredible i hadn't thought about how much like i knew he was a character that carried a lot of guilt but watching it in this condensed way where we talk about it you really see like that's i don't like, know how i'm gonna feel about his entire arc by the time we get to its end because i remember the first time through not liking where his arc ultimately went but like you so i'll be interested upon a rewatch if i'll feel the same way or if I'll feel like, no, this makes sense for uh, for what his character has gone through. So, I don't know. We'll see. So. Um, but, yeah. It's Sun and Jin. It's Sun and Jin, but they also see the dead bodies. And it's like, what happened? They were murdered. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so. Saeed wants to join the fight. Yeah, Sawyer encourages him. And Sawyer's <laughs> like, "Fuck yeah, come along!" Like he's a, we got a military man here. You're the here. only soldier and I in love, our entire group. I love the moment where Sawyer goes to Michael, like, 
so ex- like happy, like Saeed's in. Yeah. Like it's gonna be cool. Like it's like it's gonna be awesome. This is gonna be amazing. We just let Saeed do his thing and we watch the fireworks go off, man. And Michael goes insane. Yeah. To a ridiculous level. Yeah. Um, because he can't have Saeed come. No, it can't be Saeed. And then Michael does go to Saeed and 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 says like it has to be my way. It's my son, and Saeed is accepting of this. He goes, "Of course, good luck, Michael." Yeah. I I will say, you know, talking about like other potential lies he could have used to spin this scenario. And granted, Michael not being a spy and not being a military type, like. There's and not being a professional con man, like I don't think there's any way a normal person was going to be able to get a lie past Saeed. I mean, that was Saeed's so whole jump. job. Um, but I feel like a better way to have spun it might have been Saeed, you can't go if something happens to us while we're out here. Like, you have to lead everyone here. Yeah. If you come with us and something happens, who's going to lead these schmucks? But Locke? No. Saeed still would have been sus- suspicious. Of though. course. I'm just saying yeah. that's a better lie than just, well, he's, no, because I, I mean, said look, so. I think there's some real, I think there's, my fault isn't with Michael's behavior in any of this because I think he is playing it and I, think this is believable he doesn't know what to do he's desperate he's panicking oh no i'm not i'm not look no i'm not criticizing oh no no i didn't think you are i didn't think you are i'm just saying that if it you know being a person who gets to sit on the couch and not actually have to experience this i'm like well that's that's the lie i would have used (laughs) and granted neither of them would have worked because saeed would know he was lying (laughs) and look saeed's gonna join this fight in another way yeah. Which we'll get to in the next episode. Now, um, or really, I think, in season three. But I digress. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember how all this pans out. They get on a boat. They go places. Anyway, the point <laughs> that they do, they go up the coast. The um, Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. So, um, back in the hatch, Echo's being, like, weird and vague. Yeah. And he's not going to the funeral. They say he'll mourn them in his own way. I hate this. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, him giving that really weird, creepy story to Michael earlier about that that potential serial killer child. That kid was protecting his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so we think. (laughs) No, uh, I mean... And and I liked the little detail in the story about, like, he didn't care about being forgiven. He was just afraid that this demon dog was going to get revenge. Yeah. Um, but, like, that, that story, I think, is fine and works within the context of the episode. But, like, this whole development with Mr. Echo seems... And... And I'll, I'll include the last episode with this as well. It seems really incongruous with the person that we came to know. Like, I don't think that the echo that held Anna Lucia as she wept um, would also be the same type of person to be like, hard pass on her funeral. And like, I, I think I think he just believes there's a, a he needs to be in that hatch. And I have no doubt that he is mourning Anna Lucia in his way. I don't. That, like, this to me feels like a writing, like a writing decision of, like, hey, we need, like, this feels like, hey, we can't have John Locke going, like, just being here and pressing the button. We'll have somebody else do that. We're, like, I don't know. It feels like they've given qualities that didn't belong to him it feels like they foisted that on him for a utilitarian purpose that doesn't make sense for his character but he is a a man who believes in signs and spiritual things i mean he's had some pretty big signs it to me it just feels it feels forced to have him go i'm going to be here pushing this button because like also, what comes of this? 
what what ultimately comes of this? And I know that their their ideas were cut short because of issues with the actor. You know, Adewale didn't want to live in Hawaii anymore. We've talked about that. But like, I don't know. I just feel like this development feels contrived and artificial. Like it doesn't. Like I said, I feel like they just needed him to do a specific thing and it didn't matter to them whether or not that made sense internally with his character. Okay. That's, that's I mean, I kind of buy it. I kind of buy it because that goes a little bit of a loner weirdo anyway. I just, um, I think it's weird and I think it's out of place and it makes me dislike him. And I don't like disliking this character I was really enamored with. Well... Also going on in the hatch, Sawyer was asking Jack some questions about, like, oh, what was Anna Lucia's last name? Cortez. And then Sawyer, out of nowhere, is like, I screwed her. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, Sawyer wouldn't have said screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if this were HBO. Um, and Jack's like, why are you telling me this? He's, he's like, like, gross. He's like, you're well, the closest thing I got to a friend. This doc. is um, an interesting conversation because earlier Sawyer's like, hey, Doc, what was with you and Kate? You know, when you guys went out and you found Michael, you guys were out all night. And like, what's the deal there? Like kind of insinuating like, hey, did you guys like hook up? And uh, Jack like shoots him down. Like, no, we got caught in a net. And Sawyer makes a joke about it being a euphemism. Yeah. Um. And so it's it, it's kind of weird because it's almost like he was looking for an excuse. Like, hey, if you guys hooked up, it was okay that, like, I hooked up with Anna Lucia, right? Yeah. Like, it was almost like he was kind of looking for an out in a way of, like, hey, it's cool that I banged her, right? Because there was a little bit of, like, romantic tension between her and Jack. Yeah. It's almost like he's looking for – almost like it's a very lesser version of Michael asking <laughs> Echo about hell. Yeah. And like, hey, I get a pass for this. He right? just wants to say this. Also, it's like something happened between them. Yeah. And, you know, and now she's and now dead. She's dead. She was dead hours later. Well, and um, it, it sucks too because, like, I mean, Anna, Anna was definitely a jerk to Sawyer in a lot of capacities. But in some of their interactions, like, I think he respected that she didn't take any of his shit. Like, I think he kind of had an interesting respect yeah. for her, and they had a fun back and forth, and, and that could have been developed, and, you know, after having slept with her, I'm wondering, like, like was he thinking, like, oh, maybe we could make this a regular thing, or, like, hey, maybe she and I could, like, hang out, or whatever. You and don't sleep with Sawyer just once. Exactly. Um, so he was thinking, like, hey, maybe that could turn into something more. And then the rug gets pulled out from it, under him, first when he realizes he's been duped, and then second when she ends up dead. He ends the scene with a great line. <laughs> then when he goes, at least now we get to kill somebody. <laughs> well, and he also tells Jack, you're the closest thing I have to a friend. Yeah. Because he's alienated everybody who's been nice to him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what about Hurley, who went on that expedition with you? <laughs> get that frog. We, well, this at, happening at the same time. Kate and Hurley are digging graves. Yeah. And uh, Michael comes over, and uh, is a real dick to Hurley. Yeah. He's like, he's like a Hurley. You gotta come. Hurley's like, no. It was like, hard pass. Again, yeah. I'm good. And he's like, what's wrong with you? They killed her and you got to go. And Kate has to go, Michael, no! It's like, <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, it's a dick move. Uh, so. I do just want to point out, as uh, Kate and Hurley are digging, it's, just, it's sad. It's a somber moment. But I do think it's kind of fun. It's just like, oh, Anna was so fond of digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Anna, this is how we'll honor you. We'll dig a hole for you. That's very good. Um, so then we have the funeral. Uh, I love the scene with Jack and Saeed as they're walking towards it. Yes. Oh, that's so good, As man. they're walking towards it. Um, well, first of all, as the funeral's setting up. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah. Go for it. Uh, first painting the picture, Locke 
is uh, not there. He's on the beach. He's within, like, earshot of it. Because, like, he's feeling guilty, too. And uh, interesting thing, when he does get up to walk away, he doesn't use the crutches because he's... Uh, He just litters them onto the beach. Somebody else might need to use those, John. (laughs) Put them away. (laughs) And it is like we're burying somebody again. This is happening again. And this is when, like you were saying, there's a scene where Saeed and Jack are walking towards the funeral. And Saeed uh, expresses the concern that no shit, Michael's been compromised. Yeah. And he's like, Jack, don't stop walking. Like, keep walking with me. Look casual. Nobody knows how to play this. Maybe <laughs> Sawyer could have played a casual, but Jack is John. Oh, Kate could have done it. <laughs> Kate probably could have done it. And he's saying, like, we, let's not tip our hand. Let's not say anything. We can use this to, to an our advantage. Yeah, Saeed. Yeah, Saeed. At Saeed. this point, do you think Saeed thinks they that Michael might have killed them or just that he, like, let, like... I... Because, I mean, basically, if for for Saeed to say Michael's been compromised is saying Michael is in some way responsible for these two yes, people being Yes, I, I don't know if he suspects Michael of pulling man. the... Yeah. yeah, of pulling the trigger directly, but he let Henry go and and is therefore... Whether he pulled the trigger or not, he's responsible for what happened to Anna and Libby. The, um... He's complicit yeah. at best. So, we get to the funeral. Jack gives a eulogy for Anna Lucia, which is a terrible eulogy. <laughs> where he's like, she was a woman of few words. So, you know, I, mean, I didn't even write what he said after that. I just wrote the word. So, because it's like, because it's basically like, Yeah, it's basically like... So long. Yeah. Like, it's basically the equivalent of that. Then Hurley... So this I'm, is why freaking Echo needed to go to the funeral so that someone would say something nice about Anna. You failed, Jack. Your bedside manner sucks, and your eulogizing sucks. Hurley speaks much more passionately about Libby, a person oh. he was only getting to know. And, again, kudos to Jorge Garcia in this entire Great episode. Like, when he yells out that they're dead... And then in this moment, when he's giving Libby's eulogy, he kills it, man. He's phenomenal in this episode. And I've never forgotten the look on his face and the reading of when he turns to Michael and is like, I'm going to go with you. Like, you're like, where he, but fucking Michael wins in that moment. (laughs) It's like a moment of such mixed emotion because you know Hurley's being played, but you feel for him so much in that moment because he's like, no. I am. I love this woman. She was great, and I'm gonna... like, what should be a moment of like vindication where you're like, yeah, Hurley, go do the thing. Like you're just like, no, no, Don't do the thing. <laughs> Don't. opposite of that. <laughs> and then, Sun spots something. A boat. Bum bum bum. Which yeah, it's a sailboat. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily trust it to like brave the entire ocean but it's a heck of a lot more put together than the raft we know for a fact that boat can brave an ocean can it yeah is that penny's boat that's desmond's boat Ah! that he bought from libby and you know who's on it desmond on a bender in the in the sound yes my Um, man coming back it's been too long um Real quick, there's another there's a B storyline. There's another through line, yeah. Um, which is some character stuff for Charlie. Yeah, which it's been a while. <laughs> uh, Char- or it feels like it's been a while. He's right? been around, but there, he hasn't explicitly done much. And this we see him talking to Claire and Baby Aaron, and he gives the, and you know. And Claire's get- just thinking to herself, "Don't I have like the island equivalent of a restraining order well, on you?" And she's <laughs> giving him the brush off, but yeah. he does give her these uh, vaccines. Which, let's be real, don't inject your baby <laughs> unless With you know what it is. <laughs> unless you know but what it is. But he tried it on himself, a grown man. <laughs> um, but did you catch what they use to inject? Himself. A pneumatic. Pneumatic. Two <laughs> episodes in a row where they've 
talked about new. They've used the word pneumatic. Pneumatic devices. Yeah. This is a pneumatic injector. Pneumatic tubes. Pneumatic tubes. <laughs> pneumatic is coming back. Or it was back in two thousand five. Um, <laughs> it was on its way back. Did it ever succeed, Will? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I guess it's not coming back then. I'm bringing it back. You're going to bring it back? I'm going to go to my office tomorrow, and I'm going to be like, we need, you know what we need to install here? Pneumatic, Pneumatic devices? devices? Now, don't make promises. You can't keep, Will. We can't let our listeners get their hopes up for a pneumatic comeback if you're not going to deliver. By the way, people <laughs> tweeted at us about yeah. pneumatic too. That's why I'm saying you can't be irresponsible with your promises, man. People love <laughs> pneumatic tubes. Um, they're fun. They're great. So, Echo's... Another moment with Echo... Echo's wander in the hatch, and we get a moment of where we see that electromagnet. A reminder, and there's an electromagnet. We see yeah, his with crucifix. The, I do and, like that image of the crucifix, like lifting and up then off he of his chest. He's going back to push the button, and Charlie comes for a visit. And Echo's like, Oh, I'm glad you're here. Can you grab all my stuff and bring it down here? I'm moving into the hatch. And Charlie goes, Well, what about the church? I'm not building that church. <laughs> The church was a dumb idea for idiots. <laughs> and Charlie's basically like, no, I'm not going to bring you things. You better hurry before the the yeah. button comes again. And uh, uh, I get I get Charlie. Charlie's mad for some of the same reasons why you're mad at Echo. Yeah. He's being vague. He's being vague. He's making a decision. Like they've been working but tirelessly think- on this church for weeks i feel <laughs> I like know. as long the as timeline, michael's been gone <laughs> the timeline is very strange on this like, island and here's the other thing about that church it's either gonna like i feel like they never made much progress i mean it's hard to build a building have you ever built a building it takes time there's no yeah well okay I've are you never, an architect i'm an architect are you an engineer are you a contractor no my my dad is a contractor. He's an electrician primarily, but okay. they do plumbing and they build houses all the time. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. They're the the building's never gonna be that great. <laughs> no. So I feel like in this time you could have put it. It's made together, out of bamboo. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In leaves and shit. <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna build it out of shit like that, you could have been done by now. <laughs> if you're gonna yes, if you're gonna real real craftsmanship real quality pews it'd be a while um so but charlie goes back to start building on his own yeah which good for charlie um but yeah i'm i'm right there with him like i hate that echo just dropped working on the church with no explanation and that he's dropping everything to be the new person obsessed with pressing this button it makes no sense to me and i hate it um, but anyway, Charlie's trying to put the church together by himself, and which of course, applauding his but initiative. But you know what? It's not. It's, you need, it's a two-man job at least. This is where he needs to reach out to Locke because Locke was the contractor at some point in his life. He was a handyman. Locke, but Locke. Uh, Locke I mean, they are not on good terms right now. No. Uh, but then, of course, because in a cosmic joke, Vincent brings Charlie uh, a Virgin Mary statue. He's like, yeah, he's literally like, who put you up to this, my dude? That's not cool. And he finds the stash of them, and Sawyer's stash. And even though they've already said there could be some medicinal purpose to have this, Charlie, and I don't blame him, uh, just starts chucking them into the ocean. I, I think it's a nice moment for sure. I think it's an unnecessary one. The only thing it serves is that Locke observes it happening. Um, because Charlie already turned down the drugs. He never relapsed on the drugs in the first place. He was potentially giving into the temptation. He was carrying them around like a safety blanket. But he was having hallucinations because the island was messing with him, not because he was taking drugs. And so, like... 
he had an opportunity to take the drugs back when he helped Sawyer with his really awful, terrible plan. Um, yeah, Sawyer straight up offered him the drugs, and Charlie was like, nah, I'm good. I just I just wanted to, like, fucking make Locke look like an idiot. And so, like... Yeah, he, you're right, but I mean, I guess... The, the only reason this scene exists is so Locke can observe it happening. And so for me, I'm like, this is a nice moment for Charlie, but it's an unnecessary one because we've already had these beats before. Like, he's seen the Virgin Mary statues and he's turned them down on multiple occasions. Mm, you're right. So, that's just me. Um, So let me get to my Man in Black. And this is why I've kind of held off on some things. My Man in Black isn't the way Michael is acting. My man in black is. Are all these people idiots? <laughs> uh, other than Saeed. <laughs> Sawyer, Kate, Jack, her, like none of them yeah. pick Master up. Master manipulator this. Sawyer gets duped. I mean, but even Kate, like, I mean, she's like, she's a well, criminal on a run. She let's, just... let's be honest. Kate has been underutilized most of this season. Like, at a certain point, the writers stop figuring out stuff for her to do, and she ends up just doing things that Jack asks of her, and it annoys me to no end. But you're right. No. Like, Sawyer doesn't see through it. Kate doesn't see through it. When Jack Saeed, definitely doesn't see through it. When Saeed says, I believe he's been compromised, it's so obvious, and thank God somebody said it, because otherwise I'd really be... But, like, none of them... But the problem is when Saeed says that, like, Jack should have been like, yeah, there's something up. But no, Jack's like, what? <laughs> what like, do you mean? No, it is so ridiculous that, like, it's, it's, they, they don't, like, the way he's treating Hurley. Like, he's, he's, Michael is psychotic. He's acting like a madman. And everyone's like, well, well we got to listen well, to him. Well, he just wants his son. <laughs> he just wants his son back. That's uh, why he's being so grumpy. God. So that's my man in black. What What's yours? My Man in Black is characters, specifically Charlie and Echo, um, acting in a way that doesn't... Where they're serving a utilitarian function, but it's not cohesive with the people that they are. I mean, granted, uh, Charlie's moment, like, that that totally is in character with him, if, like, to, to just throw them out. Um, but it's it's an unnecessary moment. And with Echo, everything just feels off. Like, Adewale's performance is great, but everything about, like I said, these seem like character moments that serve a function more than they act, are like, this is how people act, or this is how these characters would act in this scenario. Yeah. It's more like the plot says they have to do this, so that's what they're going to do. Mm. Um. So that feels artificial to me. I'm going to say sick in the character moments for my Jacob. Uh, I think there are so many subtle and nuanced ways that characters are dealing with their grief in this episode. Yeah. Uh, the Sawyer conversation with Jack is a, is a great example. Yeah, everything, he doesn't know how to process his feelings. Everything uh, Jorge Garcia is doing oh, as Hurley. he's so good. And, and, you know, and this one isn't as subtle, but even the Michael stuff, like, he's going so crazy because he's, he, there's a level of grief there for him, too. Grief yeah. mixed with guilt. Oh, no. I think the, the moment where he runs outside and, like, wretches, that's such a human yeah. moment. Like, that illustrates how torn up he really is. So, like, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. What's your Jacob? Um, even though I dislike Mrs. Clue being monstrably evil, um, I have to give it to the moment that made me kind of like well up, and that's Walt the saying Walt. I love yeah, you. It's a great moment. Um, there are, granted, there are lots of great performances. Like, you could definitely easily give it to Mr. Echo's monologue about that kid. I love oh, moment. it's so good. Um, uh, you could give it to Sawyer's monologue, to Jack. You could give it to um, just the, the moments of reunion between people. Even that little moment where Claire takes Charlie's hand during the funeral. Yes. That doesn't feel too forced. Like, that feels kind of 
like an organic extension of the episode where like clearly forgiveness has happened like it's a small moment but it's there and it doesn't feel out of place like you could give it to a lot of things in this episode there's there's a lot of for the stuff that doesn't work there's just as many stuff that does and look here's the thing like this episode is i don't want i i think it's a very emotional heavy episode but it is a slight episode plot wise because it is what it is doing it's it's really setting up the two-part season finale which we will be talking about when desmond comes back in the next episode (laughs) um megan Tell the people where they can find you. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also have a YouTube channel called Silver Screams. And right now I'm a member of Rooster Team Radio. And we are doing a show called Ruby Redux where we talk about the latest episodes of Ruby. So right now we're, we're wrapping up with Volume 7. And guys, things have gotten so good. So definitely go and check that out. And you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> the real will link and you can buy my book crazy about kurt on amazon.com um <laughs> so until next time see you in another life brother he said the thing hey there everybody I'm Will Link of No Love Lost. With me as always. Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody. And we're here to talk to you about the podcast Jukebox, a DIY podcast network. Uh, Yeah, the podcast Jukebox Network has been super supportive of us as we venture back to the island. Uh, And so we just wanted to take a minute to thank uh, them and to let you guys know that you guys should be supporting the other podcast put on by this fantastic network. If you are enjoying No Love Lost, definitely give a listen to many of the other podcasts, many of which are far less vanilla than we are. uh, uh, off the Cuffs, which is kind of the flagship show of the network. It is the BDSM kink podcast that kind of launched this whole network uh, off. You've got the Goth Librarian podcast. You have Being There podcast, a great storytelling podcast. You have The Queers Next Door, also on the network. Uh, proud to be Kinky. Uh, Drinks with God. And a little podcast that's close to my heart, Megan. What is that one called? Will Sean Podcast? Yeah. Will Hmm. he? I don't know. Spoiler alert. uh, Not as frequently as usual. (laughs) But you should definitely subscribe to all these shows. Rate them. Listen to them on iTunes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, These are all fantastic storytellers. It's so important to be sex positive. So go support these other podcasts. And uh, yeah, if you like us, you might like them. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense. We're on the same network. (laughs) So yes, rate and subscribe to all these terrific shows. And don't forget to rate them all five stars. And also rate us five stars. Yeah, while you're at it, you're listening to us. Might as well give us a rating. (laughs) You're already there. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, guys.